Eighth Pippi, and Norman Poppets. How to with Heath and Normie, our podcast series. Welcome back, listeners. How to listen? Listen with your ear holes. That's what I would do. This is the series where we tell you how to do things. You're very close to the microphone. You've got to be. It's professional. Oh, man. I actually got taught how to speak into a microphone. Our first boss, we <laughs> call him <laughs> Deddy. Is he dead? <laughs> no, he had a dead tooth. We call him Deddy. Anyway... He said I had to do two finger spaces away from the microphone hole. Well, yeah, I reckon you're about half of his finger. Unless it's Homer Simpson finger. Um, so I just want to do a bit of housekeeping on some previous podcasts, Normie. Previously. I actually forgot. Remember we did the podcast, How to Make Millions? Yeah, I've got a couple of issues with that podcast as well. I'll let you go, though. Well, my issue was that I actually forgot the best idea. I was actually going to bring it up on the day, but I totally forgot about it. So I'd like to revert to that now and just tell people, so you need to go listen to How to Make Millions, but then come back and listen to this bit right now. What is it? What, what was the idea? Okay. It's called Beeradol. And what it is, is you know when you drink a couple too many froth dogs, you get the headache? Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, of course, or the night before you go to bed, you smack down a couple of Panadols to try and make your head clear for the morning. Exactly what I did last night. Well, why don't you just have the Panadol already in the beer dissolved? <laughs> so as you're drinking the skewies, so your so head is actually clear. So it's a self-medicating beer nectar. Yes. Mm. Beeradol. It's the greatest idea ever. Now, so I forgot that, so you can use that. Invest, please hit me up, at Heathy Piper on Twitter. Also, we did a podca- podcast called How To... Was it the same one? How to make millions? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you've been listening to them. I think it was. No, this is my other idea, right? So, how to make millions in this podcast, right? This Hmm. is my idea. So, what about all through the podcast, we just mention like a big company. Maybe like Coca-Cola or someone. So, hi, welcome to Heath and Normie's How To Podcast. All thanks to Coca-Cola. And now what? Just keep saying it throughout the whole podcast. Send it to Coca-Cola. No, come And the company's so big that they'll go, do we sponsor these guys? <laughs> do we? Well. Oh, um, how much do they... Well, they've invoiced us for $10,000. Do we? Hey, Mick, do we spot... Yeah, pay it. Apart from every single listener dropping off, including one of the hosts, because it'd be that painful. I know where you got that idea. We used to work together for a charity... <laughs> Which charity? I'm going to mention them. And we worked for them. It was oh, this yeah, massive yeah. warehouse. It was just you and I. And one day we were so bored. There was nothing to do and no charity to commit to. You called Coca-Cola and said, look, I've got all the boys here. They're all working hard for a charity. They're doing it for the love of the game. And you had them deliver a crate of Coke for free. And I felt a little bad when they discovered it was only you and I and we were getting paid. In fact, I was asleep at the time. And I wasn't happy that that backing up of the truck is what woke me. That's, but that's good. I'm saying Coca-Cola's good. That's a good company move. It's, it's a good company. I've got a little bit of an issue. Is this still under the guise of housekeeping? Yeah, of the last podcast that actually made it to the airwaves. That was How to Make Millions. 
I know you, oh. you've got this whole crusade you're on to prove to people you don't care about the sound mm. quality. Mm. Mm. I think you went too far last week. I couldn't hear it. I gave up. It went from silence, you pump it up on your phone, to the most ear-hole breaking noises. What? <laughs> we just, can we just agree to disagree? You win. You don't care about the sound quality. You win. The onus, again, is on the listener. If you can't work your own sound device and turn it up or down, then oh, don't listen to something I, like this. I had to have last week off solely just to <laughs> let the ears recover. Well, I can't tell how loud this is now because you are yelling in the in the room here, so I don't know. It's just going to blow people's ears off. I, maybe if I lean in a little bit. I don't want it to happen. What happened last week? I'm just going to speak at this same level the way through. Just don't touch any of the dials. Mm. Hopefully it's all good. What is this week? This week is a Sunday. We recorded on Sunday. It is. And you know what podcast it is today? <laughs> yes. No. How to do impersonations. Now, for seven years, Heath and I did a very reputable radio Seven show. years, Sam. <laughs> um, Tron. That's yeah. from. Mm. Uh, we did it and, and, and would be in the midst of the most serious topics. Our bosses used to say, boy, stop taking the mickey. You've got to talk about this person who died. You've got to talk about how there, was a, how there was a serious accident. You need to talk about this stuff. So it would be in the crux of the conversation. The phones would light up, would answer it, and it'd be fans going, can you do an impersonation of raps? All they ever used to call us to do was to do impersonations. <laughs> Which is good, because you impersonated the caller wanting impersonations. Yeah, right? yeah. We actually gave that particular caller, we changed his name to Arthur Brain, Arthur Brain, and he used to call in all the time. Yeah, but it is true. Like we'd have big serious meetings, right? And they'd say, "Normie, to get the you listeners, need to cry more." Normie, you will need to cry. Oh, this happened tomorrow's in tomorrow's show. And Normie would be like, "About what? Like I'm crying because I can't do enough impersonations. But what else should I cry about?" Yeah. So I put out a tweet onto the Twitter waves because I'm not crying. I'll give you that much, and I find it very hard. You to did talk. use the crying emoji. <laughs> I put a tweet out and I said, look, we're going to be doing a how-to on impersonations. Let me know what you'd like to hear in the recording. I can't actually believe this. This is the, the most successful tweet I've ever done. There was a, I think there was something like 49 responses. I'm going to do my best. Heathy, on the ones I can't do, you're, if you don't know this, Heathy's pretty bloody good at impersonations himself. In fact, he's so good... Ooh, we'll see how he goes. Okay. Now, <laughs> sometimes I'm so good, people go, what was that one? <laughs> no, you do do one very, very good one that we'll get to because I'm going to spring this on you. Right, so I've put together a short list of about 60 different names. Uh, we'll just see how we go. So, are we trying to teach people what? how to actually do impersonations? I, do you want to give I haven't thought that far. I haven't thought that far. Do you need to lower your voice? Do you need to actually... Listen to the person. I, I haven't thought that far. All I thought was this is what this is the only thing people who listen to, to radio actually want to hear. They don't really care about anything else other than impersonations. So. Right. And I know that from seven years on the airwaves. So right, just throw them at me one by one, and we'll see how we go. I haven't thought about that far ahead. No. Okay. Let me check this list. There is actually about sixty. Um, well, this is a classic. Actually, this is the first one I ever heard you do. Probably year nine. <laughs> but your voice has gotten progressively deeper, so it's gotten better. Ray Warren. <laughs> Look, Alf, I used to do this particular impersonation on our university radio show. Seven years later, 
of excessive drinking and talking, and my voice has got somewhat even deeper than now, it sounds almost quite similar to Ray himself. We interviewed Ray Warren, right? And Normie was adamant. He goes, let me impersonate you. <laughs> to what, him. Is that what I sound like? Yeah, that's what yeah. he said. Let me just, I'll, I'll do it back down the line uh, to him. Hi, Ray. It's Ray. Ray, because no, Ray is a professional, no. right? And he's been in the game for 40-odd years. He thinks quite highly of himself. Oh, my goodness. He did not like it. Hi, Ray. <laughs> no, he wasn't like happy. It. And he started doing all this. And I started going. And <laughs> No, it didn't go down well. We used to do a radio show at Triple M and Ray did the Dead Soup Legends in the opposing studio uh, before we were on air we were in there rehearsing and whatnot. For a fact, Ray... And this is the most disgusting story I'll ever tell about anyone. Ray Warren never wore undies, but he wore tracksuit pants. Rule number one, if you're leaving the house in tracksuit pants, put some undies on because the bibs and bobs. And the reason I know that, you just see way too much, yeah, correct. is he used to scratch... <laughs> He's derriere and the oh, the trackies would be half masked. That's all I'm saying. And I've got to admit, as a broadcaster, Rabs, you can't do just your, rock up in your trackies. That's great. Rabs, do yourself a favour and wear some jeans. So that's Ray Warren. Oh, and you wanted me to talk a little bit about how you do the voice? No, that's enough. Yeah. Do you want to do another deep? One on the list of impersonations or impressions. What are they? Impressions or impersonations? What's I, the difference? I don't know the difference. I actually don't. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, do you want to do another deep voice or your throat hurt too I much? I don't care. Or... Throw it at me. Any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got? <laughs> I've got. Now, this one <laughs> was done ad nauseum for around about three months at the height of the show. Uh, Matt Preston. <laughs> now, I'm actually a bit sick of this one. Okay. okay, so you need to get into... Oh, that's normally rubbing up his... And no, no, what you do is... Jowls. You know when you see a horse, a horse sneeze or shake to get itself warm? Yeah, it... <laughs> that's my son. Can my you hear that? Do you listen up? He's at the door. Before I do, Matty Preston, because I think my son likes this one. Are you there, mister? I don't think he does. Hello? Hello? Do you want to hear this impersonation? Alright, here we go. Okay, no, actually, no, no, no. Well, if Roll is coming into the room now, no, that's, well, I'm changing from Matt Preston, we'll get to him. Let's do Bert then. Because does your son like the characters yet? From I once, uh, there was a question in our pop quiz about Ernie and Bert, and I once did this once on radio. I reckon I was called for the next 12 months to do it again. It's never happened. Here it is for you. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bertie. Hey, Bertie, Bertie, Bertie. That's all Are I did. Are you saying, hey, hey Bertie? Hey Bert. Hey Bert. So that's not actually Bert, that's Ernie. Hey Ernie. Okay, hey Bert. So you can't do Bert? No, can't do it. Can't so do why it. did someone request Bert and you did Ernie? Well, I think that they just wanted me to go, hey Bert. Well, you I like that one, Rolly? Rolly? Yeah, Rolly's laughing, aren't you, mister? I think he just generally laughs at anything. <laughs> yeah. Hey Bert. Let me get this straight. You complained about the sound last week and you are actually speaking from the next room. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Ernie. Hey, Bert. And Bert. Hey, Bert. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Hey, Bert. Heath and Normie's how to do impersonations slash impressions. I hope it leaves a lasting impression. Matt Preston. 
So you see horses, how they <laughs> shake their lips. So to get into character for this one, lean forward like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if... Do the general <laughs> folk know who Matt Preston is? More... And then he's, he's also got a bit of a lisp, so you need to shake your head, shake your lips, look slightly down to bring the drool to the front of the mouth, and it's more success with Matt Preston. On the more success. <laughs> Can you do a bit of Matty Preston, Evie? Again, uh, we did interview this guy live. He came to the studio. More success. And then I said, Normie's got something for you, Matt. Matt and then Preston. Normie started doing the... <laughs> that's right. true. And that's like, I've never done that in my life. Morph the shit. Yeah. You can do a little bit of that, Presto. <laughs> <laughs> how to, how to, how to, how to, how to, how to, do, 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 the video Normie show. Now, this actually, impersonation actually... Began, Normie began doing this one after a fishing trip for our mate Cracker. Was it his box party? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went to Crescent Head, but for some reason, some idiot decided to book a deep sea fishing trip at Port Macquarie. Now, there's a good hour and a bit distance between the two. The morning at 4.30am, we had to get up after quite a, a session and drive to deep sea fishing. Now, the groom was spewing before we even got in the boat. So that explains to some extent how well he went before out. Before we got out of the headlands, he was hurling off the... <laughs> but then anyway, I'm next to our mate Johnny, right, who was in the Navy at the time. And I said, John, give me some tips, buddy. How do I not get seasick? Because I actually struggled. Anyway, when I saw Navy Man, yeah. right, hurl one over the side, I went, uh-oh, if he's down, I'm down. You ended up spewing as well, did you? Yes, and this is where... You started impersonating me originally, but oh, then someone right. said, this sounds exactly like Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah, that's you spewing off the edge. This is an interesting impersonation, Chewbacca, because for years I just... Or is that... it Chewbacca? Yeah, either or. <laughs> for years I just did that... And, you know, people go, oh, yeah, 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 that's Chewie. And everyone can sort of do that. But then one time in particular, I remember, you know the new Star Wars movies? They were so lame. I remember going back through the audio tapes and listening to Chewie and I said, wait a second, he does more than just... So to make it even more Chewie-ish, I brought in a tongue roll. That, that bit. You combine those two noises and listen to how you do Chewie. That is how you do a good Chewie. So there's a tip for you, because I've never given that one away before. George Lucas came up with this character, Chewbacca, right? And then they auditioned people, and they said, just make a Wookiee sound, and mm. someone did that, and that's what the guy came no, up no, with. No, 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 no. Someone was on a fishing trip on a Bucks party, heard someone spewing off the side going, went, let's put it in a movie. <laughs> the He's and Normie Show. The He's and Normie. Show. Now to Heath the Normie, thank you very much for listening to this one. You will learn how to do impersonations and impressions. You'll be the life of the party next time. In fact, next time, go back and listen to How to Make Love. And next time you are making love, do an impersonation to of, your lady. Of Chewie. Or your man. And that'll get you going. So the next one I thought... What's that one? Do you want to do that one? <laughs> Yeah.
That is nothing like R2D. <laughs> is that what R2D2 sounds like? Is that who you're doing? Yeah. I thought, so you're just generally making noises now? Yeah, yeah, there's just baby noises. So no, it no, sounds no. like R2D2. This one, I don't know whether we should do this one at the end, but I think we should do it now since you're quite pumped up. You've got the energy levels. By the end of the 60 list here, you'll be quite tired. But probably your favourite TV show growing up. <laughs> Yo, Willie! Now, this particular, you don't need to say it because this is my all time favourite was Alf. I was Alf obsessed. No problem! Growing up. And he ate cats, right? <laughs> Did he eat the cat? Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. I packed your cat into my suitcase. Now, so I, on Melmac, he actually, was that the staple diet of Alf? In the species. No, he came from Milmac, but when he landed on Earth, he found that he had a taste for cats. So he was forever trying to eat the cat. And now, this is a true story. Heath and I, you know how you listen to radio, and Heath and I just couldn't stand radio and its cliches and the fact it's always been the same. Any station you listen to on any given day, anywhere in the world, you'll hear a song and at the back they go, okay, it's a quarter past the quarters. <laughs> Helping you drive home. A little song for the Eagles there. Coming up though, we're going to play a little bit of. So you're impersonating that guy? That guy, but so off the back of songs, just to do something different, we used to go, huh, yo, Willie, and just do Alf. Our boss used to rip us off the air and go, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. I actually hated it. He absolutely hated it, but the fans seem to somewhat not really get it, but at the same time say, yeah, I like a bit of Alf. This impersonation went one step further, Heath, when you decided to show your skills and the fact that you could do the dad off the show, Willie. And you brought this out one down there. So this is now, I'm now bringing you into this. This is now Alf and Willie from the TV show, Alf. Can we hit this, the theme song here? No. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're going to sing it. Do, 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 do. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yo, Willie. Alf, I told you to stay out of the kitchen. Alf, I've got the kids coming over and I've got the guests for dinner, Alf. Can you please stay out of the way? No trouble and stay away from that cat. <laughs> ha! I killed me! Yo, Brian! <laughs> now, Alf was actually a kid, right, in that suit? No, he was a dwarf. dwarf. It's the guy off Game of Thrones. The little... <laughs> Is it? Yeah. When, you, when you're a, um, a dwarf mm -hmm. or a midget, do you grow to that height at a young age? So are you like the same height as a tot and then you don't grow anymore? Or are you like only like three centimetres high? Horses come out like pretty big. What's that got to do with it? Well, that's the same as dwarves. They come out that size and they... Oh, they come out that size. Yeah. Right. That's my understanding of the whole thing. Why don't you see any dwarves who are jockeys? Well, they should be. That's exactly right. Actually, dwarfs are quite solid. That's the problem. Heavy. Very heavy. Make good rugby league hookers. Could not lift them. Normie, the world's smallest man is in Australia. Haven't seen him. There's no need for derogatory. Haven't seen him. What are you... Just because he's small, oh, mate. No, He's I not mean... the size of an ant. He's not an ant's baby. I, mean, I haven't heard or seen of this story. What, no, what you meant to say is, sorry, Heath, I didn't bring my magnifying glass. <laughs> That's what came out of your mouth. <laughs> Get back in your corner, Tell Normie. Tell me more about this. Have you got a picture of him? Yeah, he's in the border mail today. What's um, his name? Kendra, or Gen Gargendra Thapa Magar. He's, it's a hard one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a hard one. He's got, oh, no. he's got a bit against him, I know. <laughs> 
He's <laughs> already. What's his name? Kendra. I know, I know. I don't want to dwell on the name too much. Can he's I a... have a look at this picture? Yeah, yeah I'll hold it up for <laughs> you. There got it is. A bit of... He's 19, right? He's <laughs> 19. Now he's in Australia. 19 cent- centimetres. No, he's 19 years old. He's less than. Give me a look at the picture. I can't. <laughs> he shouldn't be laughing I'm at it. No, he's not laughing at it. No, it's with. Everyone's with him. Uh, he's actually smaller than a typical tea towel, Normie. What does uh, that mean? He's, that's what if you held up a tea mean towel. He's smaller than a tea towel. What is this segment? <laughs> You're killing me. So if he went to the beach, he would take his tea towel. <laughs> And just what? lie on Why that. Why are you talking to me about this? You know I can't handle this stuff. <laughs> so, anyway. What is this? This is an ambush. <laughs> Where is this little fella? The thing, <laughs> you can't call him little fella. Well, he's, he's smaller than the The thing is, Normie thought he was, when I said I was going to talk about it, oh. there's a reporter oh. next to the little guy on the Opera House steps. <laughs> and Norman goes, why is he next to the world's biggest man? Well, I thought it was, you know how they do the Guinness Book of Records thing? The it's smallest the, and the biggest. It's just a normal-sized man. He looks massive. How old is... How old's the world's smallest man? Because my niece you. is only about six months old, and she's, she's I that know. size. And that's what he's here. He's, he's come over to sort of well, make awareness. Well, how old is he? He's 19. I told you. What was his height? Right. <laughs> oh, I can't handle this. Chris Brown. I'll eat the normal show, start with him. The Heath and Normie Show. The Heath and Normie Show. Cool. All right. This is... No one will know this, I don't think. Because it's a character from a, a show that I like. Uh, Sol Berenson. Previously on Homeland. Gary! Gary! That is spot on. Can you do a bit of soul? No, you've, that's... Seriously. If you watch Homeland, it won't mean much to anyone who doesn't. That I do. There, when I watch it on um, on Netflix, I do have to rewind. I'm like, what did he say? Did he say previously on Homeland? I think he just clears his Just clear. Speak and clear your throat at the same time. I reckon they, he's one of those actors, right? He looks quite furious because he's been yeah. around the game for quite a while. Mate, can you come in and just do, like... We can recap the episode. Can you just say previously on Homeland? And he came in and did it once. He goes, previously on Homeland. No, we didn't get that, mate. Can you do it again? No. I do one and one only. That was pretty good. So if that guy does die, because he looks pretty old, a bit like Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, there's no need to fret. I'll, I'll do the voice. Just show his face. Because his mouth doesn't move much. Well, you kind of did it already. Channel 9. Channel 9 VO guy. You did that with the... Because it's the same as your radio voice, right? Nothing. They're nothing alike. Well, what is it then? They're completely different. Because this has been... Oh, new oh, Big no. Bang. Okay. Oh, nine. Now, is that guy still doing it or is he's, there a new guy now? His voice is so ridiculous. When I hear him do that... Oh, nine. I'm the only one who seems to find that highly like amusing. Well, that was a lot of echoes. It's a, it's he's done a parody of himself now. It's mm. gone too far. Because mm. mm. originally it was all new Big Bang on Channel Nine. That's true. And now <laughs> he's taken the Mickey of himself, and no one's pulled him up on it. He's, he's one of the great satiri- satirical minds of our, our generation. That bloke. 
One of... Cash! Okay, there's going to be two stories for this next impersonation. For Heath and Normies, how to do impersonations. Uh, is anyone learning anything out there? I hope so. I hope so. Play along. Do the impersonation. Pause it and then try and do it yourself. Yes. Um, so, I used to work in a video store in the Blue Mountains. And very busy. And a man came up to the, the counter and he was looking for a certain video. He had quite a soothing voice. And I was like, gee, this guy sounds familiar. It was quite relaxing. Mm -hmm. I felt love fill my heart. I actually wanted to put on a bit of Celine Dion or something like that over the uh, store's loudspeakers. And I was like, okay. I you know, showed him where the movie was. And I said, so what's your membership number? He couldn't remember. He gave me his name. Richard Mercer. Oh, the love god. The love god. And this is actually one of the first skits we ever did on radio <laughs> was a love song dedication. They always, <laughs> they always ring in that the men are always in jail or they call him from jail. Hello, this is Richard Mercer with love song dedications. If you'd like to dedicate a song to your man or woman, just simply call in on one three hundred and five four three. We'll play that for you now. This is a little track by Celine Dion. My heart will go on. And personally, I like to listen to this all lathered up in soap while I cook spaghetti. Now, strange man. We and you know what? He looks nothing like No, no, no. He looks weird. Um, we actually <laughs> called that character Dick Immerser. Yeah, Dick Immerser. And I think we got an official complaint from that too. But he's Richard Dick. That's his name. True. I, mean, we, I don't know if his middle name starts with that, but well, his middle name's Ernie. Dick E. Mercer. Earned it. Hebrew. Um, Who else you got for me there? Any of you guys? I really need some sort of... A, a well, this is the problem. Long. How to do impersonations. You need some sort of lubrication. No, not so much... It's not so much lubrication. It's just uh, you, your throat will absolutely kill. So, I've got a little throat lolly there. Oh, delicious. You go. All right, mate. Who you got for me? Well, you do get quite a few random requests for this on Twitter. I must admit, when I if you have a look at at Normie Doral's feed, Michael Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Just... you, you, you say it with pain in your heart. It's yeah. almost like you have heard this because for so long. We lived together at uni. Baka. Then we lived together in Balmain. Then we worked in radio and lived together in Albury. And Michael Kane. For years, like constant. Yeah. He's actually really, it, really getting ready. He's had a sip of water. Yeah, I need, I need, I need my oh, throat. You actually maximum. have a massive thing of eucos. Yeah, a bit of a cold. Um, no, you need the throat warm for this. So what I need you to do? Do koalas get colds? No, they get syphilis. Because they're always eating the eucalyptus. <laughs> They, the koalas do very good impersonations of Gus Gould, actually. They never get the sore throat. Uh, probably my proudest impersonation of all, because I had to work for this one. It's not easy to do. So what? To do Michael Caine, here's a little shortcut. You know when you drink off milk? Or you eat something that's off? Or you're about to vomit. You get that about to vomit thing, and you're like, uh-oh, I'm not near a sink or a toilet. And you tilt your head back... And liquid rushes to the back of your throat. That. That's where I need you to get to. Okay, see, you're currently there. You've got the, you've got the off milk in the throat. But don't spit it down the sink. Ready? It's in there. 
This is the real stroke. Of, this is the stroke of genius, quite literally. Now, <laughs> pretend you've had a stroke to the left side of your face. Drop. <laughs> Stay with me. I am. Stay with me. So the lip droops a little, and some of that milk, some of that milk now will start to come out. The eye comes down a little, little bit. Get me eye. And this is what it'll sound like. Shut man. Don't want to watch the bunny on the jungle. Shut man. Just want to watch the wild You say, I believe it probably your butter and fatter. You stop be played the bloody backbone. His shoulders are hunched up. He does look like he's stroking. Now I'll let you push to play the bloody dasher. Now have you seen Interstellar? Because the Michael Caine in Interstellar. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. The father have been throwing the jabs away. Do not go gently into this Do not, do not go. <laughs> you can you can do not go gently into the dark. Do not sit out, hey, for Michael Kane. The badger, the bad, the badger. He really sit, sit on the back of the bad, the badger. Do not go quietly. Do not go quietly into the dark. The badger, I've been throwing the James you out. It's a shaman. Don't put the money on the frame. Shaman. Well, let's keep what on the theme. Let's go to Batman. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it, sugar? Who else you got? Quick, before my throat gives in, it's, it's limited time. Now. All right. Um, everyone loves this movie. I thought it was pretty poor. Green Mile. Whoa. Okay. If Michael Caine's my proudest moment, mm. this is probably my most difficult moment. This guy, the, the John Coffey guy, the really big yes. character who actually stood on books, he wasn't that big, and then he died recently. Did he? He did, he's brown bread. Don't know if he died on the electric chair, but he died. Well, that's... To do this voice, you need to go so far down into the gallows of your voice pipes... <laughs> yeah oh yeah and then when you get there sit on the back of your throat and squeeze squeeze in tight on them <clears throat> now Heath you're actually pretty good at this one. no you go first <clears throat> Heath, I'll, I'll admit it right now Heath's better at this voice than me this is John Coffey no I've changed it you're better because you got the <clears throat> had more booze <clears throat> see I'm still trying to get down I'm trying to wiggle that far down <clears throat> Have you seen that mass? <laughs> I'm gonna find that mass, Mr. Jangle. If I find that mass, <laughs> I'm gonna hey, go. Hey, don't make me laugh. You're bringing me out. Sorry. <laughs> Around. No, you're in the Rocky. You're in the Rocky. <laughs> oh, they cross over very You've good. gone to Rocky. That is a hard voice. That mass. I'm going to fire Mr. James. Right, pump it, buddy. Who you got? Sly. 
You know what? And this is probably the most shattering realization I've had in all my impersonations of life. That I've been doing for as long as I can remember. I thought I did an okay slide mm. until Heath Piper brought one out live on radio one day, and I went, "It's actually a lot better." So mine used to be no. I'm now I'm in. Do yours. Do your old one. Yeah. I haven't done slide for years. <coughs> I actually haven't done it since. It's probably... Yeah, probably yeah. No, I, you go. You go. This could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did it. You did it. I've been to the shop and I couldn't find him, man. That is spot on. I, I, I came in to Australia and I couldn't get in with the door with me. But, uh... Yeah, tell a bit about the pet store. It came to Petzo and uh, tried to find her and she wasn't there anymore so I said, Hey Dre! Hey Dre! Where are you, man? But I couldn't find her, man. But uh, you know what? I love it. I love it. That, see it! I could just see him bouncing his ball, bouncing ball with his leather gloves on and that stupid friggin' hat. Oh, that, I saw the new one. And I'll be Mickey, ready? Controversy. So we mentioned this. Oh, by the way, this is how to do impersonations. If you haven't caught on. Uh, we mentioned this on air um, a few years ago, but it was a really serious chat. This is when the whole thing was going down with uh, young Oscar, normally. Oh. And <clears throat> during a song, because we had to, like, the boss goes, you got to cover it. you got to speak about it. It's breaking news. Mm, the and Blade Runner. So, normally between songs, <laughs> started doing this impersonation, right? Sensitive. It was a sensitive Now, topic. I'm on the floor, cracking up, right? The other co-host, not so happy, said it was insensitive. She said, oh, we've got to check with the boss. The boss came in and Normie goes, can I do it? Can I do it? The boss's face was so serious. I actually thought Normie would be fired on the spot. And I, it was two verse, it was two verse two. So Normie and I versus boss and co-host. You weren't allowed to do it. Not on that particular day. <laughs> so I let it, uh, how, how soon is too soon? Probably a week is when I did it and it was still too soon. The Oscar Pistorius impersonation. Now, not many people knew this, and I should have brought this up in the day. <clears throat> I actually have known Oscar Pistorius for years. In fact, we grew up, grew up sorry, playing all our junior cricket together. And Oscar was a bit of a sensation a couple of years below me, so they fast-tracked him into my team. Now, we would have been about 12 or 13, and I was the captain at the particular time. <clears throat> And Oscar had a bit of a reputation. He was quite arrogant and it had to be his way or the highway. Hard to control. So for a captain, you knew you could butt heads with this new recruit. And anyway, everybody said, Normie, whatever you do, don't make him feel in this particular position. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm the captain. Anyone can field anywhere at any given time. So I've told Oscar, in no uncertain terms, you're fielding there. I'm not going to cop it. No. Oscar, his face screwed up. His eyes watered up. The veins in his neck popped. He literally said, no, nah, I'm not having this, and ran off the field. Now, the thing about Oscar was, he wasn't a very good bowler or batter. 
but he was very quick across the field to get the ball in field in. Very fast. And we used to make him run up and down the pitch in the middle of the pitch to sort of churn it up a bit for our spin bowlers. So I thought we need him back on the field because this this guy's sort of you know, and he's he's a bit younger. And I'm a captain. I've got to be inclusive. I've gone off into the dressing room, and Oscar's now in tears and heavy breathing. You got to remember, he's not well known at this stage, Oscar Pistorius. And I'm sh- I said, mate, what's wrong? And he said, oh, I don't. I don't want to feel in that position, Maladi. And I wasn't aware of that time, and I found out later that he just called everybody Maladi. So even for me, that put me off a bit. I'm like, why is he calling me a lady? But that's just his thing. I don't know if that's a South African thing in general or just Oscar. I don't, I don't want to feel this, Maladi. So I, I'm just right. All right, Oscar, it's fine. I'm your captain. You can do this. So what I decided to do... Because we had photos, well it is, it is. We had photos all around the dressing room of the team and, and, you know, some batting, some fielding. And I've taken them off the wall. I've said, here is another member of your team fielding in that same position. It's fine. And I'm putting them under his nose. And he's going, I don't want to see those pictures, my lady. I don't don't want to look at the pictures. Anyway, he got so flustered and upset at the bomb, he ran off and barricaded himself in the toilet, locked the door, and would have come out for the rest of the game. Now, it turns on, we went out and won the game easily, and Oscar was rubbish, so it was probably best he didn't play. <laughs> it was only years later that I connected the dots and went, ah, that's why he didn't want to field there. It's a long made-up story, but I just want to know, what position <laughs> did you want to put him in? Where did you want him to field? Uh, short leg. Need to wore the, uh, the pads on long. <laughs> no, there's no need for pads. This is the ball hit it. Yeah, ding, yeah. Good, right back on the stumps. What, he would have made it. My point being, as a captain who sees potential, Oscar Pistorius would have made a very good short leg for that very reason. Now, how long can you keep doing the Oscar? Because <laughs> people's memory mm. fades quickly, and that was quite. That was case. That was really case um, specific because that stuff happened in the case in the courtroom. How long is that going to go for? When will we have to drop that character? I'll get another 20 years out of that. <laughs> Easily. And keep I'll... sending people the YouTube link. Yes. This is why it's funny. Remember that. <laughs> How to with Heath and Normie. How to you do. How to do impersonations. Well, Normie is probably the better of the two. You've got more of a range. No, no, no. Don't count yourself short. You do impersonations of people that are so close. I've got quantity... You've got quality. In fact, I'm going to introduce the next impersonation. We once interviewed Dave Hughes on our show. He came into the studio and I already knew that Heath's impersonation of this bloke was better than Dave Hughes himself at speaking. So what we had done is me blindfolded, Heath on one microphone, easy on the other, and I had to guess who was who. Heath, Dave Hughes, I don't know who you are, Take it away. Normie, I'm just wondering, is anyone listening to our show tonight? No. I, I, I haven't seen the ratings. Do we even get ratings? <laughs> I know our mothers have probably tuned in and, and the odd truck driver. And I know, yeah. Heath, your mum, being a truck driver, it's probably the, the ultimate time slot for her, but who else? I, I don't know. Normie, well, we're at a direct competition with Rove. Oh. He's on a Sunday I night. I forgot. 
I, I watch it every Sunday. If I wasn't doing this show, I'd be watching Rove. So what do you, what do, we do? Well, let's give the listeners who are listening, like my mum and the truck drivers, yeah. um, let's give them a little, you know, a little cut, a little snippet of the Rove show so they can feel at home. So we cross live. The Heath and Normie show cross live to Rove. They could turn the radio up and just turn the TV volume down and, and it'd be listen, the same. Yeah, multi. Multitasking. Listening. All right, Good. we'll cross now, mate. Okay. Mr. Dave Husey Hughes. Rove, I'm not happy. I was walking down the street and a guy came up to me and said, Husey, why are you so angry? I said, because you keep talking to me. Then I went to Macca's and the girl behind the counter said, you don't look very happy, do you? What about a happy meal? I said, it's a Sunday. It's McHappy Day. I'd be bloody happy if I didn't have to work here this year. Husey's not happy. Can I just come in over the top there? Hey, I've got hats off, mate. That is the best impersonation of anyone I've ever heard. That I was on Thanks, the floor. Mate. Thanks, Well mate. done, mate. I do a fantastic rove, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> how to, how to, how to, how to, how to, how, how, how to, do, 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 the Normie Show. I'm going to rip through a few Normie because Go. what you like to do... Oh, God. All right, so if we ever had to record a skit after the show... Normie。ああ、もう、もう、ゆくリプティス。ウォーターストアニーのニューチェンクネイトコピーのチェンクネイトコピーのチェンクネイトコピーのチェンクネイトコピーのチェンクネイトコピーのチェンクネイトコピー
Look, I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, upcoming World Cup soccer. The Rugby World Cup. We won victorious in South Africa. <laughs> no, the Soccer World the Cup. The Rugby World Cup. The Soccer World Cup, Nelson. Football. <laughs> yeah, it's football, come. soccer. I just wanted to say that I am honoured to have the Rugby World Cup and the Soccer World Cup. Heath, did you see the movie Invictus? <laughs> I did see it, Nelson. I thought it was racist that Morgan Freeman was to play me. <laughs> did you think that was racist? <laughs> Who do you think should have played you, Nelson? I think Matt Damon. <laughs> Should play Nelson Mandela. Right, yeah, it's, it's a good good point. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm a free man. Morgan Freeman should not be a free man after that movie, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> it was horrible. Horrible. Worse than apartheid. Or... All right, Nelson. Look, my producer's giving me the wrap-up. It's costing us thousands here. Um, okay. Nelson, thank you very much for coming on uh, the Heat the Normie show. We might see you over there at the World Cup. Hello, China. <laughs> You're on the Heat the Normie show live on Triple M. That was amazing. Is the Scottish accent racist? Sean Connery. It's got to be on the of the clock. Three, two, bang. One, two, bang. Mark, get back from the edge. Mark. Mark! Mark! Welcome to Amsterdam. That was the best. Chimes on the clock. Not, not, that's not funny because it's actually so good. I actually find that. Yeah, that was good. What a hell. Have you seen the movie Trackman? The worst movie I've ever seen. The Sean, Rock was a good movie. Sean, no, Sean Connery was at his best in Indiana Jones. The best. Was he even in that? Yeah. Oh, Indy! The Last Crusade. Indy! He was Indy's dad. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams. This is one of the greats. <clears throat> Personal favourite, in fact. How does it even go again? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to play for the Bulldogs anymore. <laughs> because they said things. So I'm going to go and play the rugby overseas. <laughs> and then when I come back across the ditch, I'm going to play for Russell Crowe. <laughs> in the Rapidos. Or oh, the Roosters, I can't remember which bro. <laughs> for a giant man. He does have a high voice. Well, yeah. Well, you're I wouldn't impersonate him too, him though, because he would smash me. <laughs> Back across the touch. Nice, gentle giant. Oh, yeah. He's a good bloke. Do it. Oh, I like him. <laughs> oh, I do. Samuel Bill Williams. The little general, Stacey Jones, who used to train me at the boxing with the man mundane. Oh, yeah. We used to go and do that speedball. And Russell Crowe, he it was gets, a gladiator. It gets funnier as it goes on. He was on. a gladiator. And then we listened to Dave Dobbin. And we were flats. Oh, yeah. Train on 104.9 Star FM. Good morning, Heath and Normie with you. Live Heath from the, the couch. You know what time it is. It's Heath and Normie's prank call time. Let's get somebody on the line. Let's Heath the Normie's prank call time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
yes, Normie. I'm excited today because we haven't done this one for a while. One Minute Mates is back on the show today. Heathy, I can't wait. This is where we're given one minute and we have to call a completely random number and convince the person on the other end of the line that they are actually a mate of ours. We've had some successes. We've had some major fails. Some terrible failures. But, Normie, look, I think we've done too many of these. Mm, okay. And, uh, look, I want to step back, literally, from the microphone well, you today. think it's time to share the love and let somebody else make the call on our behalf. Yeah, yeah. We have decided to let Heath and Normie show regulars, Rick and Stu, our mates from New Zealand, yes. try their hand at One Minute Mates today. Look, they live on the South Island in New Zealand. Mm. They're going to be calling the North Island a random number in Auckland and seeing if they can convince that person that they are, in fact, mates and allow them to stay on their couch. Rick and <laughs> Stu, the phone is yours. The clock will be ticking. Good luck, boys. Hey, Brew, it's Rick on Stu here. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, Brew. Because our great-grandmother, Huckapuckapiku, has said that you and her were good mates growing up, eh? And she's told us to call you because we're coming to the North Island. That's fantastic. Yes, and we're just hoping that because we're mates, eh? Because I think we met you when Stu and I were only two. If we no, could... no, we were three, Stu. Well, you were three, I was only two. Oh, that's right. If we could stay on your couch for the night, because we're oh, mates. No worries, heaps of room, mate, heaps. We can come and stay on your couch, bro. Yeah, sure. Do oh. you re- do you remember us, bro? No, nah, not at all. I'm the tall one. And I was the short one, eh? Oh, yeah. But now I'm the tall one, and he's the short one. Yeah, that's right. Because we both had a growth spurt like Sonny Bill Williams. Sonny Bill Williams. <laughs> can he come and stay on the couch as well, bro? <laughs> Do you know Russell Crowe? Oh, should he be coming too? Yes, he might be there too. Is it? Yes, yeah. because I'll sometimes... Be right gathering then, won't it? But Rick and Stu will come and stay on your couch tonight, eh, bro? Yes, sweet ass, you know the address? Uh, yeah, mate, yes. it's there, up the road from us. Oh, Grandma, fucker, Papa, Papa. It's in... Yeah, it's, it? it's, it's, in the it's in Auckland, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm on, it's at the Marae. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> see you, bro. <laughs> Success, the boys are one for one. One minute, mate. It's a brilliant one. <laughs> Flow rider right now. Sometimes I get a good feeling. Can I tell a story about Russell Crowe? Because you can do Russell Crowe. Uh, uh, through Richard Bell, I'll be harvesting my crops. Right. Imagine where you'll be and where we sell. So just through... Well, I can't do Russell Crowe. I can do him on the Gladiators. Maximus, Marillus, Maximus. Through interviewing, you know, just people for footy and stuff. My father of a murdered son. I was a murdered wife. You get some stories. I'll have my vengeance in this life or the next. Off air. The off air show was way better than the on air show. Oh, our on air show was atrocious. Horrific. Um, I always used to think if I wasn't listening to my voice now, I wouldn't listen to the show. No. No, it's because we had we got coached on what you had to say on air, and the, the actual show was the off air. So it's great stories. Anyway, so unnamed Rabbitoh player told us about how they went up to Nana Glen, Russell Crowe's property, right? And they had a thousand frothies. And I kid you not, this is how mad Russell Crowe is. <laughs> Halfway through the night, they're all sitting outside on his deck and they're like, where is Russ? This is a true story. He's been gone for like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. He was getting into character, just like this. Russell Crowe comes out dressed in the full gladiator outfit <laughs> with the sword and the helmet and his little skirt. Now that is 
he's a mad man. <laughs> and no one actually laughed at her and went, that's a bit much. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were good, buddy. Sure, it's probably the only thing you've good you've ever done. Ever done. Um, <laughs> Three weeks from now, I'll be harvesting my crops. Oh, uh, what else? We're nearly there. We are very close. Now, uh, yeah, Blake the... I just had a connection, Blake the Bachelor. Too, too, too many Blake seasons old. Too many now. seasons old. What about... Oh, do it. Who? In a world. That one? No. I'd like you to do this guy. A renegade cop. No. Him. In a land but before... this guy! Climb a tree and Michael Jackson. Why would you climb a tree with me? Climb up the tree. Look, I mean, my, I can. I can't tell the difference between Elmo and Michael Jackson. Same person. Hey, actually. I'm Elmo. Hey, Elmo. Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, I think I might finish with this one, buddy. Yeah. Should we tell this story? Well, the very last name on the list, and the reason it's last, so more than one person has asked me to do Chopper Reed. I never actually did. Chopper Reed. Yes. Well, well, because of, I don't know what podcast it was. A few times we mentioned it a mm-hmm. couple of episodes ago. Because even in Newcastle, when this happened, people <clears> still <throat> said you'd, you'd be out having to be in there. Go, oh, heard about you doing Chopper Reed. What happened is Chopper Reed died. He's dead. He's brown bread. Hmm. This guy's killed people. He's now dead. And I said, well, this is a great opportunity to have a bit of fun and do a skit that revolves around his life. So it broke in the eight o'clock news, right? Mm. Chopper Reed is dead. dead. At 8.05, I did a joke. Now, I did one of the voices in this skit. (laughs) See if you can guess which one. When this went out, we were inundated with people saying, how could you be taking the mickey out of a guy who's just died? He killed people! He killed many, many people, this guy. So he was hated. He was a cretin, a villain, a murderous man. No one ever stood up for him in his whole life. And then the minute Norman does this, people all of a sudden go, offensive, let him rest. The call that led to an official complaint and a warning from the Australian Commercial Radio. This is what started Norman and I getting fired. This is the dissent. Still to this day, the best thing I've ever done. How soon is too soon? Probably five minutes after the bulletin. This is how we'll go out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's still good. I still love it. All right, let's play it. Chopper Reed. See you next time. See ya. Sad news overnight in the crim world. Mark Chopper Reed uh, has passed away. Now, love him or hate him, you cannot deny that this guy had an international following, arguably our most famous of all criminals. Now, in an exclusive on Annex FM, and I can't, cannot believe we've got this. I don't know how we got it. Mm. We have the emergency call made to triple zero. All right, this is by his good friend who stumbled across Mark Chopper Reed, and this is the call he made to Triple Zero. Triple Zero, what's your emergency? Go! Get to the choppers! (laughs) (laughs) The fact. Can I just say, I don't know whether or not that's poor taste. Isn't it? I don't know if it is. I think it might be. What? Well, that's, that's you, the official tapes. You've got a problem with it? Call Arnie and tell him if you've got a problem with it.